Rory McIlroy, he's back in the winner's circle this week in Las Vegas. Johnny and I review the CJ Cup, and we pre- preview the Zozo Championship this week in Japan. We go through the odds. We break it all down right here. We are going to review the CJ Cup from the last week in Vegas. Rory McIlroy gets his second uh, 2021 calendar year win, his 20th PGA Tour win. We're going to preview the Zozo this week in Japan, a field that is lacking compared to last week. We'll still go through the, the odds board, give you some Insight on who we might like to contend this week. Here once again is Johnny Strouser. Johnny, welcome. And uh, we finally get to talk about another Rory McIlroy win. Yes, uh, thank you. And, yeah, it's, uh, um, you know, he played good. Um, Good to see him have some success after, um, you know, that kind of rocky Ryder Cup performance there. So, uh, be fun to get into and kind of talk about what we thought about the event here and, and see uh, where we kind of project him to go from here. couple items on Rory. Of course, wait, I just said 20th PGA Tour win. He'll have a lifetime exemption, I think, in two years. That'll go into effect. He's the sixth player since uh, 1934 to win 20 PGA Tour events, including four majors before the age of 33. The other guys to do it, Byron Nelson, Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas, Tom Watson, and Tiger Woods. That is very good company. I think Rory's week was summed up with his off-the-tee game and his putting because he was really not very good with his irons or his approach game. He lost over three-and-a-half strokes on approach for the tournament. Uh, that's the fewest strokes gained approached by a tournament winner since they've been measuring uh, these these tournaments with ShotLink, over 600 of them, that's from Justin Ray. That's amazing. Tells you how good he putted the ball this week uh, and how good he was off the tee. And, and, and the back nine on Sunday, he was doing it with three wood, uh, and it was really, really impressive. I mean, his swing was really locked in, and – he was he was flying his three wood past uh, poor honest Abe's uh, Abe answers driver. Thoughts on Rory? I don't know if he's all the way back to where he used to be, but I we we talked a couple weeks ago about the Ryder Cup maybe rejuvenating him in a way and first start back he wins. Yeah, I mean that's it's kind of atypical of what you'd expect Rory to you know to win an event like that is to have negative strokes gained approach. I mean, he, he's obviously one of the great drivers of the golf ball ever and um, always been a great iron player as well. And when he gets it going, you know, his his uh, tee to green strokes gained numbers and statistics are, are pretty out of this world impressive. And, you know, usually if you look at a lot of his wins, it's kind of how he dominates is, is he'll hit a lot of greens in regulation, give himself a lot of, a lot of, um, 
makeable putts. And, you know, he's always been a, um, a real streaky putter, uh, very below average over the last several years, though. And I think that's been a big reason for the fall off there. But uh, to, to have negative strokes gained approach, but to have that good of a putting week um, was an interesting way to win. And, you know, maybe one of those times in the, you know, a few years ago, if he's not hitting his irons that well, um, not giving him that many, many birdie putts, he, you know, maybe not checks out, but he just kind of goes through the motions is what it always would seem like. And and then would just have kind of an okay finish in an event there. But uh, yeah, he was, he was ripping uh, three wood off the tee there and and hitting it, uh, hitting it really, really well and getting himself a good position. And, and uh, um, you know, made putts when he had to, and that was uh, that was good to see. I mean, that was just that was flat out nice to see him finally, um, you know, make some. He putted well at uh, at Quail Hollow when he won um, the tournament there, Wells Fargo. Um, since then, it had been just kind of ho hum play, you know, below average for his standards and everything. But uh, um, good to see, good to see how he won that way with his putting and um, didn't try to overpower the golf course, you know, where he kind of felt like he got in trouble before, um, you know, trying to just dominate like, like Bryson would. And, you know, he just, I think there was that quote after the tournament there um, on the green there that he said he, he, he said he was just trying to be Roy McElroy and that's good enough to win. And, and finally, you know, being comfortable enough with your own golf game and, and who you are and everything like that, uh, you know, allowed him to, you know, make some putts and, and uh, ultimately win this tournament. We talk about how Rory is a fantastic quote. He, he gives you a lot of good information. He gives you insight into his brain, what he's thinking, his process. I love what he said after the event. Uh, and I quote, I think for the last few months, I was maybe trying to be someone else to try and get better. And I sort of realized that being me is enough and I can do things like this. Oh my God. We, you and I have been saying this for the last 10 months on this podcast that he doesn't need to do anything different. He's Rory fucking McElroy. You know, I think we've heard that line, <laughs> you know, talked about for a while. Uh, he doesn't have to conform to try to pick up distance to stay with Bryson. He just needs to play his game. And his game has, you know, it's been it's been a while since he's won majors, but I'm talking about one of the 15 best players of all time at this point, maybe if you want to argue 20. I don't know where he falls in that in that ranking, but this guy's still got all the talent in the world. He's still right in the middle of his career, right in the prime. So I I'm, I'm really anxious to see what happens not the rest of this year, but of course going into 22. You know, is the CJ Cup going to matter for his career? Absolutely not. At this point, he's one of those guys where he's pretty much judged on his major performance, and his major performance hasn't been great the last few years overall. You know, guys like Dustin Johnson, I think, fall right in that category with him. I think Justin Thomas is getting to that point in his career where he's now being judged on major performance. The regular tour wins are great. But I want to see it in a major. I want to, and I want to see it on a golf course that maybe doesn't suit him. So his two wins this year, he wins at Quail Hollow, which is a track that he's won at multiple times. He's felt comfortable with since early in his career, and then 
this the Summit Club, which is it, it it's it just suits Rory's game. There's there's not a lot of trouble, wide fairways, uh, reachable par fives, couple short par fours. This is a PGA Tour golf course, and Rory McIlroy is the prototype PGA Tour player at this point. So I want to see him do it in, in a course that maybe doesn't suit his eye, doesn't suit his game, and really grind it out. We've talked about that. We don't think Rory's a grinder necessarily, so this event worked out perfectly for him. Uh, with that said, I'm sorry, do you have a comment about that? No, I was going to agree with you that, yeah, that uh, he – he, he's not the grinder type, and, and that's, you know, as the, the, the tournaments get harder to win and everything like that, I, I completely agree that he's, if he wants to win more, and 20 wins is, is incredible. I mean, it's an incredible amount on the PGA Tour here, but, uh, you know, obviously he wants to be known as one of the greats, so, it, it, you know, ultimately he's going to try to double that number, and he's not going to be able to just overpower the field and overpower the golf course that he could do 10 years ago, it's going to be a different way to do that. And so maybe that is a good, uh, um, good, you know, maybe you not being a huge, huge event, but a good uh, stepping stone to maybe kind of figuring out himself and, and how uh, he can play uh, and, and try to win different ways. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know necessarily what the, the status is of his swing coach. Is he working with uh, Pete Cowan? I'm not really sure what's what's going on. Who the, the, There's not a lot of info about who he's working with uh, at this point. But, you know, I don't know how much he's going to play the rest of this year. I think I saw him on the, on the Hero World Challenge list today in December. But I just want to see him create positive momentum and maybe not play as much early in the season. I think by the time he gets to the masters, he's a bit worn out. You know, he's talked about getting off to a good start in the FedEx cup and, and all these things the last couple of years. Can we not worry about that? Can we not worry about making enough starts to, you know, get points early in the season? He needs to have his game right by the time uh, the masters rolls around in April. Let's talk about Ricky, Ricky Fowler. I'm gonna to have to find that drop for uh, uh, the intro when we when I record the intro. The Ricky Fowler, the the PGA Tour commercial. So Ricky has basically been off the earth for a couple of years. He's he's really fallen. His game has hit. I guess one of the trademarks of his game consistency, consistency throughout his game. There's not necessarily been a weak area in his game since he came on tour. We know about the lack of wins, but this is a guy that's just been, I think, underrated in a way for his consistency for over a decade. And then the last couple of years, he's he's really struggled looking to find his swing. And he really found it this week. He led the led the field strokes getting tee to green. He was hitting some monster tee balls on Sunday, really getting it out there. So even though he doesn't get the win, this has to be a huge boost in confidence for, for old Rick, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's been, like you said, he's been he's been terrible. I mean, he 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 hasn't. I mean, yeah, he struggles to make cuts and everything like that. And as much talent as that guy's got, you know, he's got to be a perennial guy who's gonna make the tour championship, you know, year after year after year. But you know, for whatever reason or reasons it could be, I mean, uh, you know, he's just 
he, he kind of lost it for a little while and you know hopefully this is the sign of, of things to come um i think you're definitely uh on the right track there with saying that that it's kind of an underrated uh career as far as finishing pretty high but this guy though i think has given the very very high expectations of winning golf tournaments and that's kind of how i mean that, that is how generally these guys are are measured is is how many events you win how many regular season events how many majors you win and you know is just it, it, you know it, he's he's kind of failed to do that obviously not winning a major championship um and only having a couple events uh uh, wins to his name and everything um big ones at that but you know that's just uh that's just the way that uh um you know tiger has kind of created uh, the expectations for these talented golfers here but going forward though um a lot of it is just is is going to be confidence I, I would think i mean swing doesn't look much different there um you know he's he's still young he's you know he's fit and everything um you know, married now, uh, expecting a child here real soon. So he's, you he's know, got that perspective advancing coming. to the next perspective. Yeah, definitely perspectives coming. So if the golf game, you know, uh, fits in as well with perspective, you know, you, you could, you know, hopefully, the, hopefully this is, is something that, uh, um, you know, that, that springboards him. And like we talked about with Rory uh, to, to have him a more of a consistent season, because, you know, when, when, when Fowler's a name, and he's in contention, and not necessarily when he's winning, but when he's he's contending um, in a lot of the weeks that he plays, he he's he's interesting. I mean, he's got that uh, you know he's a little bit different. He's got that little bit of of flair, and he's got that uh, you know attraction to where a lot of the, you know younger golfers and and older golfers at that you know enjoy watching him and everything. And I I rooted for him. I was really hoping he was going to end up playing well. What I was especially hoping for was uh, just something not a 75 or something like that and get absolutely lapped and fall out of the top 10. So he, you know, he, he had some struggles, uh, made a, I think he made a double bogey and, and he, he bogeyed uh, around the turn there. Um, and you just yeah. couldn't do that on a golf course, but made birdies, um, you know, he's hitting good shots. He's making consistent golf swings and, you know, hopefully this will, uh, this will kind of push him to, have a strong end of calendar year 2021 and into the uh into the, the the west coast swing here and you know where he's becoming relevant again because you know despite the lack of the you know major championships and, and wins as a whole he's he's interesting he 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 creates a little bit of buzz and and you know he's got relevance um on and off the golf course here so i rooted for him i'm hoping that this is going to be something uh that's going to lead him to success. You know, I, I'm not going to count. We're not going to do an over under major championships for him because, you know, we've got more cows already got double digits and, you know, we've got all these other ones that are accounted for, but uh, you know, it's just kind of cool, isn't it though, to see him, to see him show up and, and play well on a sponsor's exemptions and, and, you know, maybe lead to some good golf going forward. It, it was cool. It really was. And he, it's good to see him not just do with the putter. I think if there was one area in, in his game that he was most well known for, it's just being one of the best putters on tour for a few years. I, I was glad to see him really do with the ball striking. You know, as you know, as a player, it, you gain more confidence when 
you don't feel like you're faking it when you're you're hitting it well from tee to green. You're giving yourself a ton of 10, 15 foot birdie putts, and that's what he did all week. So if he had putted a little bit better, uh, he could easily have won this thing. I mean, it's it's a great step. It is a bit of a missed opportunity. He could have got back into the top 50 with the win. The top 50 on December 31st gets you into the Masters again. Of course, if he had won, that would have gotten, gotten a Masters invite as well. So he, he didn't get that done. I, I think he did move back into the top 100 from what I saw. Uh, so a good step in the right direction for, for Rick, for sure. Five Five tour wins for Fowler. That's a good career. I mean, it's a, it's a really good career. Five tour wins and, and one of them being the players. It, yeah, it, it's good, but as much coming out of college, you know, with his junior career, you know, I, I think right now, you know, from just, you know, you just talk to the media, the fans, whatever, you'd think at this point it would be closer to 10 um, yeah, it'll end up being a good career, and so far it has been a pretty pretty solid one. But you know, you know how he got criticized for holding the the three round leads there, and then you know not playing well in the in the final events. I think his last one was uh, waste management. Was that that last win when it was really really cold and gross that day, and he shot like seventy five and ended up still winning somehow by one. Um, yes. So yes. I think 20, you know it's just yeah. yeah. I think as good as he is, um, I think it's just he, he's – I think they've considered him an underachiever. I don't really like that 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 because you never know. I mean, he could have a – you know, this could be a resurgence here. You know, Phil Mickelson won a lot after uh, – um, you know, he won majors after he, he got older and everything like that. So it could be – you know, everybody peaks at a certain time and figures out how to win and everything like that. So – Solid career, but you know, I think uh, there's always going to be so far a little bit of a what if. Was he coming out of college? I want to get your opinion. Was he supposed to be in your mind what Colin Morikawa has become? Yes. Yeah, he was. Okay. He was I, coming out of Oklahoma State. He was. He was Matthew Wolf, Colin Morikawa. I mean, they they were talking about him as. As the guy, so yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I, I mean, I remember late two thousands, around two thousand nine, two thousand eight. I remember he played in the two thousand eight U.S. Open, the one that Tiger won at Torrey. I remember he was an amateur at the time. It was a big deal that he was playing. I remember, you know, he was in some uh, a featured pairing, at least that I remember watching. So, I want to move over to Colin Morikawa real quick. You know who else has five wins? Colin Morikawa. Five wins and how many starts? 56 starts. He's got 200 less starts than Ricky Fowler and the same amount of wins. And, of course, two of them majors. Uh, Morikawa was, was Zach and I's pick last week. We came up short, just, just barely. Uh, I said if you, were, if, if you know anything about betting, you had to bet Morikawa this week with how well he played at the Ryder Cup how he is he, he's a member of the summit club and it just seemed to align good for him to have a, a good week unfortunately the second round is what what killed him i think he shot a 70 and if you weren't shooting 67 this week you were getting lapped uh, but he, he comes in sunday with a 62 and you know really challenges rory 
But I want to talk about Morikawa, just larger scale. Five wins already, and so it's basically one win every 11 starts. This isn't a huge take, but I feel like this guy's going to be ranked uh, number one at some point in 22. Would you take a bet on that? Yes, I would take a bet on that. Um, Rom Rom's the guy right now, but as far as a guy built for PGA Tour success, um, Morikawa is, I, th- I think, that guy. And not only does he have the the physical game, you know, with his, his you know his iron play, and I mean he hits the driver great as well, especially when he gets it going and. And you know he he figures out a way to make putts and to and to peak his his putter and, and get it working to where he is a, a a positive strokes game putter guy. But he also is I, I think whether it's his team whether it's it's him, you know, he just prepares and makes adjustments and understands that you know maybe if his game's not quite there or if he sees. There could be a, a, a temporary equipment upgrade. I mean, take the Open Championship, for example. He switched irons, uh, short irons, just for that week because of he didn't he didn't like the 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 way the divots were, the turf interaction um, w- was going, and it was causing his ball flight to be slightly off. So, um, you know, him and, and, and his company TaylorMade they they got him into some different short irons just for that week and. It was just because of the the type of the ground. He switched them out back out to his normal ones the next week. So that type of stuff. He's just he's he's like your perfect PGA Tour guy that that is gonna probably not have a ton of slumps. Um, you know he may go he may go months without winning, but he's not he's probably not gonna go years without it because he's smart enough to understand what his weaknesses are. And he can either a hide them or b turn them into a strength for during certain weeks, like his putting. And and I think that uh, you know we can see, I can see John Rom falling off because he's played such elite golf and he's making every single putt. But at some point, these putts, these these putts just won't fall. They just well, they won't go in as nearly as much. And and maybe and if, if I had to pick a guy that's next, it's Colin Morikawa is the next guy to be you know, consistently number one in the world. I mean, he's not there yet because, like, I think DJ's number two. And DJ may overtake him, you know, if he plays some good golf in the in the uh, West Coast swing there. But uh, but for the next guy who's going to take it over for multiple months, I think, I mean, I think it's Morikawa, don't you? Yeah, you pretty much you pretty much said what, what I was thinking. I think Rom is, is also built for the tour, but he – you know, you definitely take Morikawa's iron game over Rom, and Rom's not not a bad iron player at all. But Rom's longer, and and he is a better putter right now. And yep. but Morikawa's success and, and just the the win equity that he offers in strong fields is you know if he bags a couple next year, you know, um, early next year, I think he's in he's well positioned in in the the numbers to get to number one. And what I like. And we've talked about this in the past. He's he's one of these volatile putters where he he might he might lose four or five six in an event, but the next week he might gain four or five. And the weeks that he gains, yes. he's he's in the top five and he's he's winning. This week he gained almost four, finished his runner up. Um, the Memorial where he he was runner up to Cantley, gained five, 
finish second. Uh, WGC uh, at at where? The concessions. Yes, thank you. He gained four and he wins. So he's he's. I don't have the numbers for the open, but we know how well he putted that week. Um, so when he's putting well, he's he's automatically a contender. And a lot of these that he's he's finishing top ten, top fifteen, he's losing multiple shots putting. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, he's never he's never going to wow you off the tee, but he is plenty long enough, and he is hitting sixty percent of the fairways. And it's all just a setup, so he can he can really get the job done with his iron. So I, I really love Morikawa to get to number one um, next year. I, I think Rom is obviously going to be. It, they could trade it uh, back and forth a little bit. Anyone else that you think might have the potential to get to number one next year? Cantley, Bryson, JT. Well, let's just talk about the guys that haven't gotten to number one, like Cantley, Xander, Bryson. Any of those guys you think could overtake Rob Morikawa? The one guy out of that list, uh, off the immediate list that I can think of, and, and maybe just as just overall, including um, you know the ones who've been number one, is probably Patrick Cantley. But then again, though he's having an unbelievable stretch, is this something that he can maintain? Because he's putting uh, ever since he switched to that mallet putter from his. Uh, you know, from his traditional blade style putter, he's been putting lights out as well. So, I mean, you just, that's kind of what you've got to look at. That's what separates these guys from, uh, you know, number one to being a number five player there. So Bryson, you, you, you know, he's another guy who's built for a PGA tour golf course, you know, just uh, bombing it and hitting fairways and greens, Um, you know, but you know, he just he could fall off the map sometimes, and so it's just kind of, you know, who knows there. But if I, if I had to pick a guy, it would probably be Pat Cantley as as the next one. But you remember him? You know, we were betting him a lot in the spring and mm-hmm. into the early summer, and he was just he wasn't very good. So it's just whether he can he how I how I look at it is in in this. You know, I I was always kind of. A, hesitant on saying this but you look at guys who've been number one look at the most the most awkward the weirdest number one ranked player that i've ever that we've ever i think probably come across is is luke donald i mean he was yes. short he was crooked he was a good iron player and he putted for like three or four years didn't miss a putt so yeah. i mean that's that's ultimately what it boils down to you just got to look at these guys um, you know, their ball striking is all going to be pretty similar with, with, you know, there's going to be a little bit of variance there, but it's just, it's just guys who dudes who can make putts and, and those guys are going to end up winning more, being more consistent and everything like that. Last point on the CJ cup, the, at least for me, and then I'll see if you have anything else was, was the coverage. It was quite a debacle on Sunday. And, and Zach and I talked a little bit about this last week about going up against the NFL. Is there, you know, what are some different ways that the f- fall golf, the PGA Tour can counteract dealing with the NFL? One of them worked out Sunday was that you you're playing on the West Coast or you know close to the West Coast, you can have a later finish. And first of all, I think all the fall events should end you know, should be on the West Coast. I think that's a great idea, um, but. You have Roy McIlroy, one of the stars, your true superstars of the game. You have Ricky Fowler trying to 
make a huge comeback, great comeback story. And then uh, Colin Morikawa, who's been one of the best players this season, you know, top two or three player on tour this season. This is a made-for-TV event, right? I mean, and you know in a limited field, no-cut event, that with 24 of the top 30 players in the world, you're probably going to get a superstar in, in contention on Sunday. And what does what is the situation we're looking at here is we can't even watch – live golf these guys play live golf until about the 10th hole on sunday complete joke really um i mentioned to you before we went live that i tried to pull it up on on this golf channel stream on my laptop while i watched uh while i watched the bears choke another one away against the packers and i wasn't even able to do it because the senior tour was on i get you know we got to see lee jansen really grind one out for the first time in a few years but what a travesty and I know there's TV deals and contracts and all that, but this is just one of those things that they got to figure it out where that fun, by the time that final group goes off, Ricky and Rory and Abraham answer that, that is somewhere where you can watch, right? Absolutely. This, this infuriated me um, quite a bit here. Now, I, I was at, at work, so I had, had kind of somewhat limited access to TV here, but uh uh, I was able to catch some of it um, after the the 1 p.m. games were finishing because I just I didn't have a whole lot of interest in what was going on in the afternoon there. But it's like okay, so what? How do you make? How do you compete with football? Is have a really 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 good field um, in the Pacific time zone, and you're you know you're gonna probably get some good players there. And the fact that they didn't even have it on on streaming or anything is just it it is mind-boggling it's just a complete failure to you know to understand that you understand what your product was or anything and you're right i'm sure there's some sort of tv deal or something like that but you, you know the golf channel is just doing what the pga tour contract is probably stating but why is this why is the pga tour you know not saying hey Get rid of this this playoff here. Show it on GolfChannel.com streaming or, or Peacock or whatever the hell it's going to be on, and, and show these good players. I mean, no nobody, and, and I'm 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 very confident that nobody cares about Lee Jansen winning a uh, a Champions Tour event. I mean, there, there's not there's there. Okay, his family, yes, yeah, Lee Jansen's <laughs> nope, family. Even they don't they, care. And you know what? If I was Lee Jansen's friend, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even care. Just give me Rory and Ricky. I mean, it's just, it's just a complete, just. I mean, the word, just a terrible decision. Just to have you know, be in that kind of position and not not offer any any kind of early round coverage of, of the event. I mean, you know, you could look at any of these, uh, uh, even the the WGCs, the the off event there they're they're showing stuff during the day and everything and it's just like and i can understand if this was the the shriners or if this was a a smaller uh less star-studded event then you know that's fine if you, if you don't want to you know you're, you're probably not going to compete compete much with football you know you're gonna have some people pissed off but i mean i i would have i would have definitely tuned in or figured out a way to tune in had this been shown you know to watch their entire round and, that, and that's kind of what the golf channel was for was to create, you know, early round coverage of, of these, uh, 
these these PGA Tour tournaments. But I mean, you you can't you can't do this with the Champions Tour. It's just it, it's it's a bunch of washed up dudes who you know who, who <laughs> lost their game in their in their early to mid forties. You know, were, have gone you know hibernated for five years and they turn fifty and then we suddenly are interested in seeing what they you know how, how they play. I, mean, I could care less with David Toms or or uh, um, Mark O'Meara or any of these guys do after 50 years old. I'm throwing them under the bus right now. Jesus, you are. So, funny. Zach and I just talked last week about we wanted to see Mickelson go full-time champions tour and you know, make a run for double-digit wins. Uh, but that's the only guy, though, that you want to watch on the champions tour at this point. You just – you know, well, I know Ber- Bernhard Lager is awesome. He's doing it at what 62, 63 years old. It's 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 phenomenal. I don't want to watch him though. I don't have any any yeah. interest in watching him play golf at this point in in his career. I just don't. Uh, it's yeah though. It wasn't even on PGA Tour Live. You know, PGA Tour Live was available Thursday, Friday, and for some reason on Sunday it wasn't wasn't there. And even the PGA Tour was they, they tweeted a couple holes, a couple shots from early in the round, but it was the last time they showed any shots was the second hole on their uh, Twitter page. So there's a seven hole gap where the only way you could follow this event was through the PGA Tour app watching uh, uh, shot link, and that's insane in 2021. It just is. I, I one yeah, final I can't I I can't believe it. Rory's three wood that he was we talked about him just bombing that on 14 he he carried mm-hmm. it three 320 177 mile an hour ball speed 117 mile an hour swing speed that's pure insanity with those numbers what was um, his ball speed 177 177 yeah god not, not bad with the three wood uh anything else from CJ no no, I'm disappointed that they. You know, I, I know they couldn't have it at Shadow Creek, probably because of fans and and all that other stuff. But you know, I I wasn't overly. I didn't bet really bet much of this. I I listened to what you guys had to had to bet and threw a few on there. But this one was just kind of weird because it was like a Tom Fazio course, so you know it's going to have wide fairways and you know um, not a whole lot of trouble. And these guys were just going to burn the course down, which they did. But uh, there's some good golf courses in Vegas, and and I, you know, I, I know the fans and all that other stuff because you want those guys out there. But this one, I, I think they kind of missed the mark with uh, with with a lot of things here. But good on Roy for winning, and, and uh, hopefully, you know, with Ricky's good play will lead uh, good things for both of these guys. We. Zach and I gave out Morikawa to win. We talked about Hovland winning. There wasn't a lot of other guys we were real high on, and uh, I think we all blacked out. We didn't put out our best bets at all last week. I, I remember that like Thursday morning as they were teeing off, and none of us seemed to remember. And it was probably a good call because I would have had Morikawa and Hovland there as well. Um, Sam Burns with another top five. Dude is just playing out of this world. Good to see. Um, but, yeah, I'm ready to put this one in, in the rearview mirror. Great, great leaderboard. I wasn't. You know, even down the stretch, I didn't. I didn't think the golf was that enthralling because it was just, you know, these birdie fests are just too yeah. predictable, and just from an entertainment perspective, they don't offer a lot for me. Um, and yeah, uh, I'm ready. I mean, you, you make a you make a par on a par five, and, and you've lost a shot, oh. shot and a half, and it's just right. You know, 
that, that's the stuff that, uh, you know, it, it, it's okay occasionally, but when you got all these really, really good players, I mean, give me something a little bit more of a challenge. So they're going back to Japan for the Zozo this year. Obviously, last year it was held in Vegas because of COVID restrictions. Um, they're going back to the Accordia Golf Narashino Country Club. Uh, this is a much weaker field this week than we saw in the CJ Cup. Uh, this is also, from what I understand, a no-cut event. Is that correct? I believe it is a no-cut event. It looks like it was a very small field. Yeah, limited field, no-cut, and uh, we're talking about a really short golf course, just over 7,000 yards, uh, par 70, bent grass greens. From what I have seen from the numbers, this is a pure second-shot golf course. Uh, it is basically position off the tee. As long as you get it in the fairway, you're in good shape. You there, there is a little bit of trouble that you can get into, but I think even the longer hitters could, you know, take three wood long iron just to get it in play. Uh, but this, it, it feels like this is going to be another uh, course where around 20 under is probably going to win. I don't think you're going to see the depth of the players, as many players go as deep as they did last week. I think it might be a little bit more spread out this week. Um, anything else that you've seen with the golf course? No, the only thing that's interesting about this one is you're right. It's it's uh, it's a little shorter. It is a second shot golf course, but each each hole has two greens, two actual greens that are kind of side by side, and they they do that on some of the golf courses in Japan because they've got the different uh, the the different seasons that make them playable for most of the year. So they, they close one green for a certain amount of time and, and uh, uh, grow that. And then when that becomes you know, usable, then they'll shut the other one down and, and everything like that. So they're, they're mostly going to use one green for the entire tournament. But there's a couple short par fours, actually, I guess, that they're considering using a different green uh, on that hole. Um, not that that's going to make any betting difference. It's just kind of a neat thing that, we don't see here in the uh, in the United States. There's a couple golf courses I played that have a a second green, but uh, kind of cool there that uh, it could make it a little bit different. The odds board is led by Xander Shoffley, plus five fifty to win. Colin Morikawa making the trip. He's at plus seven hundred. Hideki at plus fourteen hundred. Willie Z at plus eighteen hundred, Tommy Fleetwood at twenty two, Ricky Fowler and Joaquin Neiman at twenty five, Alex Norin, Johnny Vegas, Cameron Tringali. There he is. There he is. Tringali at twenty eight hundred. Always at that same number. The, the the top of this board, always top of this board, Johnny. And I mentioned this earlier. Is you have two heavy heavy favorites in Xander and, and Morikawa, who it, their numbers make it really tough to bet. Xander hasn't won in, I think, almost three years now. Uh, Zalatoris sitting there, he hasn't won yet. Fleetwood's never won a PGA Tour event. Ricky hasn't won in over two years. Top of this board is just tough to bet, period, is it not? Yeah, and I think I saw, was it Kyle Porter tweeted of CBS? He tweeted that. Ricky Fowler has won more recently on the PGA Tour than Xander Shoffley. 
That's true. That's just that is true. That is wild to me. That is Xander wild. Less, he last yeah, Xander last won in the fall of twenty eighteen, the WGC that I think is normally in China. He won that tournament and then Ricky won in February of nineteen. Yeah. Interesting there. So, um, as for the, the the numbers, those first two at uh, plus fifty five hundred or five hundred fifty, five fifty to uh, and plus seven hundred. That those are so short, and I I understand why they are, but I, that's a those are tough numbers to bite on. Those are like you know, that's what John Rahm has added, like you know, a European Tour event, and and I don't yeah I I see it, but. One thing that does kind of concern me is is some of these guys playing in Vegas this week and then flying over to Japan, you know, with the, the time change. I know they're probably more apt to adjusting their body clocks than, you know, what I give them credit for and everything. But uh, I got to kind of pass on that. Um, of those guys, I, I, I don't mind Hideki uh, being uh, a Japan native. Um, although he hasn't really had much form, though, has he? Um, to really, no. he played out in California at uh, uh, at the Fortnite, I think, and, and played okay. But um, yes, he did. He, he finished one, top ten there. Yeah, but last Strainers and CJ Cup, he was. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! CJ Cup. Sorry, I just saw this. He lost almost ten shots putting last week. Almost ten. Okay, so he's gonna have a new putter in the bag uh, if he hasn't already. Um, that that kind of that does kind of concern me because Hideki, yeah, he he's not just one of those guys who 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 can turn it on from week to week. But I still don't mind him though in this event. Um, I'll have to look a little bit further at the numbers and whether I post him as a best bet. I'm not sure. And and the other guy I'm I'm always in, uh, always been intrigued at and continually is uh, is Yako Neiman. Um, and you love good him. player. I do, and I think he should win more than one time. I mean, the guy's only won one time, and maybe that's what he's going to be is one of those guys who wins, you know, five or six times in his career is all, but gets his card year after year, year after year. But you know, looking at it, every, everybody else, I mean, you know, Fleetwood doesn't impress me. Zal Torres, I think, is a little bit. I mean, eighteen to one for for a non-winner. Fowler, you know. We'll, we'll see on him and, and Norn in Vegas and Tringali. I can't believe Tringali's under <laughs> under thirty to one. I just can't. I can't. That's the strength of the field, though. I think, right? Like this is a Tringali field. He 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 cracks thirty to one, thirty five to one in these weaker fields. And again, we know he can't. We know he just can't bet him to win. I guess top ten. It does always seem like he's in the he's up there Thursday into Friday, maybe even Saturday. Um, I, yeah. I, I really am struggling with this, the, the, uh, the guys under 30 to one. I, I mean, Morikawa is easily the best player in the field. It's not close. You just have to question how the trip is going to take, if it's going to take a toll on them. And then could you, could you bet him at seven to one? I, I just, I don't love that. It might be the situation where if you want to take Morikawa on, you you wait for to see what round one goes like. If he gets up to a slow start, he gets over a plus one thousand. Maybe take him at that point. I just can't. I can't pre-tournament bet him at, at seven to one, not in a PGA Tour event. Um, 
Zalatoris is, is somewhat intriguing to me. Um, he is such a good iron player, and he's very good off the tee. So this course should fit him well. I think it's just a, it's just a question of him making enough putts. Um, he finished top 15 at Fortnite, top 15 at Sanderson. He missed the cut at Shriners, didn't play at CJ Cup. So he'll be rested. I think he fits into that narrative of guys that he, I don't know when he got over there, but he's not making the trip on Sunday night like like Morikawa or Xander or Hideki. So if I had to go from the top, it might be Zalatoris. I, I think my second play would would potentially be Fowler, shockingly enough. Um, you know, 25 to one. It's funny. We, we just need to see Rick play decent in one event. And then he goes from 80 to one to 25 to one. It's, yeah. it's, it's amazing. Yeah. He's such, he's such a public play. People want to bet him. Um, so he, he doesn't really deserve to be 25 to one still it's too inflated. However, his ball striking was completely on point last week. You know, we've talked about it before. You you see guys go on runs. We've seen Sam Burns on a ball striking run for a couple months now. You know, maybe Rick's getting into something that he's going to you know push forward and, and continue onward this week. Thirty to one and higher. Uh, Chuck Hoffman at thirty five, Si Wu at thirty five, Mad McNeely, EVR, and Keegan at forty to one. CT Pan, Emiliano Grio. And Matt Hughes and Chris Kirk at forty-five to one. Anyone interest you in there? Yeah, there's some international names that uh, um, that kind of stood out here. I kind of like this group a little bit better um, with the the numbers comparative um, that I might actually bet. Siwoo is is a guy that uh, um, he you know he runs really hot or really 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 cold. Um, so you just kind of get, you can get both ways from him, but he's, he's got the ability to win an, an event and, uh, you know, as he, as he has won some events. So he's one that, um, I might strongly look at betting. Um, EVR played, uh, uh, Van Ruin played pretty good last week, um, at the CJ cup, I believe. And, um, you know, 40 to one. I, I might be looking more at him as a top ten bet, but I I, I think he could play well in you know in this type of uh, in this type of field here, a little bit weaker. And then the other guy who is is actually played pretty well. I think he played pretty well at the Shriners. Is CT Pan uh, at forty five to one? I, I think he's worth a little bit of a sprinkle as as a win, but you know you can get him at plus three hundred as a top ten. Um, he's you know he 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 doesn't play well in a lot of the really big events, but the weaker field events, um, you know he he he's tend to play pretty well. And you know had the he was the the bronze medalist in in Japan uh, this past summer, so you know maybe some some good vibes from from playing overseas there. <laughs> Getting those the positive bronze medalist vibes. Well, no, no, actually. Actually, I, I make fun of it, but CT Payne was the guy that I was gonna I was gonna name in this range. He finished sixth at Fortnite, finished eleventh at Sanderson in his last two starts. Uh, in both of those events, he gained over three strokes on approach. He's gaining a lot with his putter. That's pretty normal for him. He's I think an upper half, maybe top third putter on tour. 
But when his when he's his T degree he did green game is strong like it has been the last couple of events. I think he's a, a live play. Um, so I'm with you on on, on Pan for sure. Uh, never thought I'd say those words, but here we are. Um, I think if you want to continue down a top 20 bet uh, range or, or bet for Maverick McNeely, I think he's another good play. He's kind of, I, I said he's this, our generation's Charles Howell. He's just going to play well enough to make a ton of cuts. He's going to finish top 20, top 30 in a lot of these events. So I wouldn't mind him there. The other play, Johnny, Emiliano Grillo. Mm. He, the, he's, he's, a, he's a maestro with the irons. He really is. Um, but he has lost strokes putting in nine of his last 10 events. It's going to be tough to win doing that. Um, but he did finish top 20 at the CJ Cup. If you're looking for a maybe a top ten bet on someone that provides a decent number, Grio might be that guy. I thought about going to Keegan, but I I told myself no, can't can't do that. I've been down that road a couple times this year. It's, it never works out well, so <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with Keegan. Um, Fifty to one, up to sixty five. Bunch of names in this range. I'll just name a few. Uh, Cage Lee, Brandon Grace, Ryan Palmer, Matt Wallace, Luke List, Henrik Norlander, got Harry Higgs, Pat Perez, a couple others that 65 to 1 that I didn't mention. Um, I'm going to start here uh, in this range, Johnny, and uh, a name that I didn't think, I don't think I've ever said on this podcast. In fact, I know I haven't said it. It's Cage Lee. And wow. he's been playing really. He's been playing really well. I I, I ran the numbers, and he uh, he came out number three on this model that I created. Uh, looking at strokes gain approach, good drives and greens regulation, he is just behind Will Zalatoris in the model. Um, he finished twenty fifth CJ Cup, fourteenth at Shriners, um, and even going back to the FedEx Cup playoffs, finished twelfth at BMW. Um, I, I kind of forgot that he won the Byron Nelson this year, dude. I mean, yes. We remember that, right? Yeah. Where he was awesome. And uh, so KH Lee, I'm on KH Lee this week at 50 to 1, uh, plus 350 for top 10. Beat that. I, that's the one guy I actually had circled in this in this group here is, is KH Lee because he has – he has played pretty solid, and he's proven he can win. Uh, he can he can win on tour. So yeah, I'd I'd be all about that, um, and I wouldn't even mind a, a, a small win bet on him as well. The rest of them don't don't really jump out at me right now. Um, I was thinking about Adam Shank because he played well a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah. I think it was was it the first of it, first Vegas event. Um, yep. So maybe there was some good play there, you know. Didn't obviously didn't play in the uh, CJ Cup there, um, so week off and maybe you know maybe traveled out there or didn't have to make the Sunday night flight. Um, but the the rest of the names, I mean, you look at Palmer and, and Wallace and Lanto, Carlos Ortiz and List. Guys really haven't been playing much, and, and if they have, they they really haven't been playing well. So I will I will double up on the KH Lee. And and like I said, Shank maybe, but I I don't even feel overly confident about making a, uh, a top ten or top twenty bet on him. 
seen eye to eye on CT Pan and yeah. Cage Lee. That's, that's so that means don't that means don't bet them probably because <laughs> probably yeah we freaking agree on these things. The guy that rate rated out the best number one in the model that I created, Henrik Norlander. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty crazy. He you know I five. I thought he was going to be one of those guys who who would come over and not win a bunch of events but contend in a lot of them and he just because he's a good player but. He just he hasn't he hasn't done really anything at all. But no skill wise, I think he, he could do it. He had a reasonable run in January. He remember he finished second at Farmers? Yeah. Yeah, he, to, he had a to, start there, so I to, thought that was gonna Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he finished he finished second there to Pat Reed. He finished top twenty in the next two events after that. He really fell off the map middle of the season, a lot of miscuts. Um, he just recently resurfaced, finished fifth at Barbasol, fourth at Sanderson Farms. I, I have no thoughts of betting him, just putting it out there. Um, 80 to 1 and higher, Johnny. Who are a couple names that you see, if any, in this limited field? I, you know, when I was scrolling, <laughs> scrolling down looking at this list, I was like, this is seriously the, the the list at eighty to one and and lower, and it's it, it's not great. I mean, Tom Hoagie's yeah. the only guy that that maybe jumped out at me. I don't love it. Maybe he makes well, it won't make the cut. Obviously, if, they, if you can get him in a top forty, maybe at, at plus odds. But I mean, looking at the the stuff, there's really guys who aren't playing. Playing well at all. I mean, you know, yeah. some of these names are, you know, you, you know, we would always talk about Kyle Stanley and Doc Redbin, and, um, yeah. you know, there's there's some other ones, but they just they haven't really done anything to warrant, you know, you know, betting on. I did find it kind of interesting that Ryuji Amada at four hundred to one is playing in this event. That oh is a God. blast from the past. That guy is he was right before I started college. I think it was like so late nineties. He was like he was the number one junior. That guy was just a stud. He went to Georgia for like a year or something like that and turned pro and, and didn't didn't do anything. I didn't know that he was still playing golf. So I just thought that name was interesting. Yeah. But but uh, yeah, uh, as far as any other years. name, yeah. yeah, it's been it's been a while. Like how did he even get into that? And maybe he's you know, living over there got a sponsor's exemption. I don't know. But yeah, I just I'd be very very. Very wary. You know, if I see something that's you know later on here in a strokes gained model or something like that that jumps out, you know, maybe it's a, a, a quote unquote systems play that, that hasn't worked out. Well. <laughs> oh, that was, oh, <laughs> it hasn't I worked love, out I well. Love, I love that term uh, because it didn't work out that week. The system play did not work well, out. The system play. It was uh, what's the system play on Twitter? Barstool Big Cat does that with uh, college basketball. What he's got, um, yeah. he picks a game or something like that, takes the over, and he, he just bets it, bets it blind. So that's kind of what you got to do is the system play. But it's, it's uh, I'm, you, I'm, and, and what you're what you're referring to is fully going analytics only with what the numbers say, right? I mean, and yep. that's what yep. Adam, not even looking at the Adam, name, just looking at the analytics, looking at the numbers, and saying I'm going right. to fire on this guy and. Tried it a couple weeks ago or a few weeks ago, and it uh, it didn't work. But yeah. that's 
Adam Adam Svensson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if, if you're looking at numbers and you're looking also at results, why not Robert Streb again at plus at plus ten thousand? He went nuts for a while at the CJ Cup. Ends up finishing top ten. He was top thirty at the Shriners. Um, I mean, it, it, at least a top ten play on Streb at plus six hundred. I think that's worth a. I think it's worth a bet because, yeah, he did play really, really well, especially the the first part of the tournament. Now Robert Streb is famous for one good event and then disappearing for the next fifty one weeks. So it's kind of at your own risk. But I mean, if you're looking for some, some you know, some gold near the bottom of the the board, there this field isn't that great. I mean, he could. He could sneak in at a top 10 or top 20, and there's going to be real good plus money on it. So he he's a guy, yeah, that I would I would not disagree with you whether I play it or not, I don't know. But I I, I agree with the, the point, though, that, uh, yeah, he played really well those for a couple days at CJ Cup. I might I might be playing it because the, the the guys at the bottom here that are over a hundred to one to win or you know plus six hundred or higher for top ten there's there's really no one this week and I can always find a couple that I would feel halfway decent about it's really tough to find anyone you know I love like you said Kyle Stanley um, he actually rates out on the model that I ran at the top like fifteenth best player but then I pulled up his results. And dude has been straight up awful for a really long yep. time. And I don't know what happened to him. His last top 10 was in May. His only top 10 this year just hasn't been good for a long time. So I I just think at least Streb offers you recent form. And that's something. I, I don't mind your hoagie play as well. He, he's been in the top 30 or 40 the last few events, so if there's a top 30 or 40 bet out there, that might be decent, but you're kind of you're really, you're really looking for something if you want to bet Tom Hoagie, right? <laughs> yes, yes you are. Yeah, I, I, It's just hard to find any value at the bottom of this, this, uh, this odds board. The the other thing about betting this tournament is make sure if you're going to bet it, you you got to get your bets in by probably Wednesday afternoon. This is going to be a Wednesday night start since it's starting in Japan. Uh, so just be aware of that if it's uh, coming down to the wire on, on your bets. Uh, but tough one. Uh, I, I would say if you're, you're leaning toward putting any money on it, I would, I would go maybe lighter on this week and, uh, or maybe wait, Wait until round one to see if Morikawa would drop to feel good about having the best player in the field. Uh, any other thoughts on this tournament or CJ Cup or anything else going on? Yeah, just one final thought is is you know whatever happens, I effing own you. I own you. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed the uh, that 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 uh, little thing that happened on Sunday. It was just it just kind of warmed my heart. Uh, says the Owens, si- it says the Lions fan, but I gotta find some sort of enjoyment in Sunday. Aaron Rodgers took my soul out of my body, <laughs> and he stopped on it on on the the corner of that end zone late yesterday afternoon, 
and I haven't recovered. I don't know when I will recover. Um, I can't do this. I just can't do this anymore. I can't keep going on with this this bullshit dealing with Aaron Rodgers every year. Do you know, and I'm sure you felt this as a Lions fan in the offseason, the thought of Rodgers leaving the Packers was it was like my glimmer of hope. It was my way out of this situation and the fact that it didn't happen and we're still here is yeah it's hard to deal with uh you know are we in the last season of rogers god i hope so i mean this is I, the fact that he's still doing this at age what 37 38 and uh yeah. i ter- i'm still terrified of him every time he goes back to throw the ball um that was a that was yeah. a prototypical bears packers game where i had some hope early and then it just slowly wasted away and then Rogers stopped on my heart and took out my soul and everything else. So, yes, thank you for that. Uh, thank you, Rogers, for that epic line. That was, I mean, it's pretty. I mean, it's pretty true too. He does own the Bears. There's no doubt. It's not wrong. No, it's not wrong. Um, all right, so we'll have uh, some bets up. Maybe we'll try to get them up a day earlier. Actually, this time Tuesday afternoon, so we have some time since. These bets will need to be in by Wednesday night um, on our Instagram and Facebook page. Johnny, thanks again for being here and breaking down the Zozo. Oh, good, good to be on again, and uh, good luck with everybody's bets. Check us out, your best bets on Instagram and Facebook. We should have an NFL show this week, and uh, we'll talk about the five best games coming. And next week, college basketball preview. Can't wait for that one. It should be fun. Uh, thanks for listening once again, and we'll catch you next time.